Hey, this is Jim Roos, co-publisher of the Financial Brand and owner and CEO of the Digital Bank Report. Today, I'm at the Financial Brand Forum in Las Vegas, where I'm joined by none other than Gary Vanichuk, who just finished a keynote address at the Financial Brand Forum and totally wowed the crowd with his insights into how people can use social media to improve their marketing efforts. I think one of the major things that you uh, brought up today and, and tried to leave the audience with is they really have to do things differently. They cannot continually be stuck with thinking about making excuses. Yes, or, or holding the past on a pedestal. You know, yeah. to me, the lack of common sense, the disproportionate non-consumer-centric DNA, there's just a lot going on right now in modern-day marketing that keeps me baffled and I want to continue to put pressure on it. A, selfishly, because I think I'll be historically correct and that will lead to opportunities, and B, because it feels amazing when you run into somebody like Yuri just now who says, hey, I listened to your things and good things happen. You know, that feels remarkable. Impacting people's lives or companies is an incredible um, high and having admiration is an incredible ambition of mine and so it feels good. Well, and, and it's important too, again, we're talking about a, a very stable industry that doesn't feel the pain that retail does, doesn't feel the pain that hospitality has. The height of the black car taxi industry was the year before Uber was invented. Right, yeah. Like, you know, great. Like, prosperity is usually the indicator to turmoil. So is Amazon the biggest threat to banking from your perspective? 100%. And it's because of what? They have the consumer. Amazon, Apple, Netflix, they have the consumer. Even Spotify, they have data. They have lots of access. But I think Amazon, because it has permission. We pay $125 a year so that we can shop. Who would have thought that eight years ago? Well, you do it because everything else is then free shipping and you're saving a fortune. Well, now every retailer has free shipping and they raise their prices by 20% and how many people left? I, I do this great thing where I have people raise their hand. How many of you have Amazon Prime? Everybody yeah. raise their hand. I ask how many thought about closing it when they increased the price? Three, four people, how many and closed it? And they said, we didn't close it. But again, who would have thought that you pay for the right? To me, the reason it's not paying for the right is because everybody understands common sense and they realize they're amortizing their shipping costs. Plus, Amazon's so smart, they're giving you the Prime content for free. Free. Right, you get, the, you get the Netflix, Hulu, Disney competitor along with that package. That's been one of their bigger challenges to make sure everybody in America knows that they have the Prime subscription when they have a Prime account. Listen, Amazon, unless the government gets involved and is, uh, unless Bezos jumps off of being CEO, Bezos in a pure capitalistic environment will continue to innovate and continue to be successful because he is consumer centric. So. In Crushing, in your great bestseller book and, and the previous book to that, you talk about the fact of entrepreneurism and, and, and thinking like an entrepreneur. Within a traditional corporate setting, do corporations have to give the ability for these people to, to think on their own, promote on their own, in behalf of the company? I mean, not, not destructive. Entrepreneurship is something I am not an expert in. What I would say is this. Any great company will allow its players to be put in the best position to succeed. And if you are fortunate enough to have innovative thinkers, people that are on the offense, who are not delusional. I think one of the things that I'm passionate about is for all my sizzle and all my new thoughts, I'm grounded in business practicality. I notice a lot of people that follow me 
come and pitch these wild ideas in their company that are gonna happen. They're like, hey bank, let's do VR. And they think it's cool. And, and so I think companies need to allow their thinkers to think, but thinkers or innovators or people on the offense in these companies need to understand if they're lucky enough to be in an organization that gives them some freedom, they can't come with like, let's do a Pokemon Go-like thing in AR for our bank, because that doesn't make any sense. Like everything I was pushing up there will work today. Like today it will work to run thoughtful Facebook ads that tell people why your branch is a better branch than the one down the street. Today running, you know, on this day, tax day, uh, a piece of LinkedIn content as a credit union of like, have you thought about these six you know, unknown ideas, which then builds affinity that says, who is this company that just helped me click, oh wait, is this something I could consider? Value is important and, uh, and not being a technologist or a futurist or being innovative for the sake of being innovative. Um, delusion is, uh, is a very scary place where a lot of people go when they are given a little too much freedom. But one of the key elements that, that you also talk about is the fact that we've really moved from a more transactional mentality and industry to really an emotional industry that that where people are, are wanting to they don't want to be sold they want to like they want it they want the engagement they want those type of things and social provide that correct yes but the industry has not gone away from transactional the industry is let me rephrase the industry is disproportionately short-term transactional you know I think that creates some short-term benefits but oftentimes the retention is going to be an issue and I think more importantly, the products and services that banks and credit unions are providing versus the alternative products and services that are emerging from an internet first competitor is something that's gonna cause a lot of friction. Is there any room for mass media anymore? Super Bowl's amazing. <laughs> Super Bowl's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Super Bowl. Product integration, if you're a national bank and the next Seinfeld or you know, Friends is a show. Uh, I mean, if I'm a bank, instead of doing eight, like, um, now we're talking top 10 banks. So let me contextualize this. But if you're a top 10 bank, or a top 10, let's just use this, a top 10 bank. Instead of spending $50 million on television commercials that nobody sees, I'd rather go give a big time production company $10 million to be the sponsor of a new show on Netflix called ATM, where the whole show transpires around ATMs, and it is literally your company, like actually, not a made up bank. The Ed Sullivan Show was funded and created by the Lincoln Town Car Company. People forget that history. Television started with brands funding it. Commercials came later. I believe now that commercials are gonna be disappearing because we're watching streaming. I do, not, I do believe that Netflix and Hulu and Amazon will test commercials. My intuition is if they're smart, they're gonna do product integration. And I think, look, let me give you another one. I've always thought that a, a, like a big car company with like the trucks should do a show called The Tailgate, where the whole show, again, is at a tailgate. Yeah. And it's your truck is the family's truck, Toyota, Ford, and like, that works. Well, how, it's interesting, because watching the Masters yesterday, how mature the whole brand placement and lack of advertising becomes. It's, it's just, it's amazing what can be done or the new world we live in. On Twitter, the number one thing that people were talking about was Tiger chewing gum. And so we have a gum client. So I called him, this is Sunday now, you gotta move fast. I'm like, hey, like there's, mo like uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, one of the award show, the Fiji water 
girl, right? The woman. I don't know. I think they call it, you know, like that. Like that's moral. Win- like guys, nobody watches commercials. Nobody goes through direct mail carefully. Nobody's going to page thirty-seven of a magazine looking at the ad carefully. Like the world has changed. I'm sorry. Farming used to be our number one industry. Like Sears was number one. Walter Cronkite was, you know, America's dad. Like things change. I'm sorry, things change. Things have changed. Hey. Thank you for taking a minute. We really appreciate all you did for the financial brand. Great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Jim Roos again, co-publisher of the financial brand and owner and CEO of the Digital Bank Report. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can learn more about the Digital Bank Report and the financial brand by visiting digitalbankreport.com or thefinancialbrand.com. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. Producer Bridget Coyne, in-studio engineer Eric Coltnow, and an additional thanks to my audio team for recording today's interview. For more information, go to evergreenpodcast.com. This is your host again, Jim Roos. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you sometime at one of my many events globally. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.